You're listening to Radio Mayapur with the best devotional, meditation, kirtan music, and inspirational podcast. This is Radio Mayapur. Hare Krishna, this is Gangadas for Radio Mayapur, Link to Your Heart. Today we are very, very fortunate. We are in a beautiful, wonderful place in Genoa, Italy. And this is a place called Goloka Eco Farm. Humanity in harmony with nature. And this place is uh, an oasis of peace and relaxation. We have car protection, sustainable community. We are close to the sea, 20 kilometers or 20 minutes. It's a unique place where everyone is welcome to reconnect with nature and disconnect from the stress and misplaced priorities of modern life. We have nice prashadam. <clears throat> We have artisan bakery, traditional Ayurvedic cuisine, cow cuddling. Golukayako Farm is a place to explore your spirituality. If you come here, you're welcome. And uh, your last long connection with nature. And ultimately, find peace and tranquility in this beautiful place. So I hope all the listeners of Radio Mayabur at one point in their life will come and visit this place. And uh, today we are interviewing a beautiful, wonderful devotee. His name is Abhiram Thakur. He's very young. I would say he's the youngest temple president in the world because he's only 25 years old, I believe. Yeah. Yes. He's born in uh, Poggibonzio, which is near Florence, in 1997. <clears throat> he studied and he grew up in Milano. He studied as a graphic designer. And... Uh, he also started his Krishna consciousness. Of course, his father and mother are devotees, but he started practicing in 2012. He became more and more interested in the philosophy of life. And I think he's one of the youngest leaders in our moment. He's very bright. He's a very charismatic person, and he's able to influence many people in Italy. He speaks English very well. So today we do a podcast with Arida, uh, Abiram Thakur. Hare Krishna. Which have wonderful devotees. Thank you for having me here. It's a great pleasure. Abhiram Tagur, tell us a little bit about your life. I mean, how you come in contact with Krishna consciousness. And of course, I'm sure everybody has some connection at one point in their life where they ask themselves questions yeah, and they find sure. answer in the Vedic culture. Yeah, I was born in a family of devotees, as you just said. But in the period I was born, uh, they were not practicing Krishna consciousness because uh, we know family life is always uh, very troublesome. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I grew up uh, with the values of society, basically going to school and doing what all the young people do. And um, I was not satisfied at all, I can say. And then when I was about 13 years old, my brother, who is five years older than me, decided to go to uh, England, to London, to find a new job and new life, etc. And there he actually met uh, the, devotees. the devotees. He started <laughs> attending the Temple of Soho Street because he was in need of uh, prasad and something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> And but uh, they what's have, his uh, name, your brother? Nimai, Nimai, Nimai Chandra. Now. Nimai yeah. Chandra. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, 
he they in london devotees are very smart they do everyday bhagavad gita class and after free yes, lunch prasadam. so yeah. he started with this uh, nice combination of philosophy and prasadam and uh, in this way he became very transformed and i could see that and he also inspired uh, my father and my mother to join again with more enthusiasm more faith etc so when i saw this i also became inclined naturally to practice and to inquire what is it what is it it is all about i never uh had the opportunity to to really go deep into the philosophy and so yeah i started attending the temple every weekend uh, which temple was it villa vrindavan villa vrindavan yeah we just yeah. came from there beautiful place amazing place yeah amazing. i was very very fascinated by the surrounding at first then first i was a uh, fascinated by the atmosphere the nature and gradually i also became more and more uh, interested in the philosophy and uh, what really actually made a change in my life was the shravanam kirtanam festival they mm -hmm. organized for the first time in 2012 yeah where you know all these nice devotees came from all over the world to chant and i was really uh impressed i remember kadamba kanana swami was there and Great I, st leader. I still yeah i still have a, a really clear remembrance of he, when i went for my first mangalarti he was singing and i still remember his voice and it's beautiful yeah. voice and then at the end of the day the festival there was madhava prabhu's kirtan and that wow. really struck uh, me and uh, yeah so that conquered me and from there i i felt like a transformation that took place so. that means the experience you had an experience yeah. which you reconnect your heart yeah. with the lord and then with the devotee through the devotees yeah. but who was your guidance did you take a guidance from some particular devotee who was inspiring you yeah my father actually because okay. when my my brother decided to join soho street temple and then my father had a really big call and he started to be very serious determinated and i could see his uh, deep uh, change and uh, he started taking care of me like a uh, uh, like a new bhakta <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yeah like a new bhakta he was uh, really uh, <coughs> experienced because he actually uh, joined uh, the movement in the 80s so he spent a lot of time and he was doing many many things so uh, he could uh, utilize all his experience it's in the service of the movement and to guide me so that was and of course yeah i started reading books and uh, attending uh, lectures that was really by the way yesterday radio mayapur we did a podcast with your father oh, and he told nice. us a lot of nice story okay. and also you you wrote many books yeah. which are fantastic yeah you know. i i do the uh, the design of his books nice i studied uh, graphic design yeah. Well, apart from your father, was there any other person you saw, like you were saying, Kadambakananda Maharaj was a great singer? Was there anybody else that you spotted and said, I want to be like him or somebody? <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, in the beginning, many devotees, like uh, all the devotees uh, really uh, impressed me a lot. And uh, if I have to say one specific devotee, actually, well... I was very impressed also for Radhanath Maharaj and then 
uh, I started uh, hearing different lecture. Like when I was at school during mm -hmm. the hours of graphic design, I was actually going to Iskon Desire Tree and uh, downloading all the lectures and kirtans from different gurus to hear a lot. And then uh, I decided to take shelter of, at the uh, lotus feet of uh, Bhakti Charu Maharaj. So oh, one Charu Swami. And uh, he became really the the light uh, for my Krishna consciousness because his uh, his example, his uh, faith, his simplicities—it was everything amazing. I know, but Teacher since 1979, he was a great inspiration for me as well, and uh, he, he was such a gentleman, I should say. Srila Prabhupada said the first quality of Vaishnava is that he's a gentleman. Yeah. He was a perfect gentleman <laughs> to host yeah. people, welcome them, yeah. speak always sweet words. And his knowledge was very deep. Yeah. And Prabhupada, I believe, he gave him first and second initiation in one go. <laughs> and uh, he was very, very sweet. Yeah, and uh, actually he also kindly allowed me to go to the dams because I couldn't uh, go to the dams when I was Brahmachari because I was always very busy. In here in, we, were, we are in Italy, we are not so many devotees, so we have many responsibilities to take care of. And, and we didn't have much Lakshmi also to uh, afford... Uh, uh, For traveling. Yeah, so Maharaj once invited me to go uh, in and India. And he paid for your ticket. Yeah, he paid for my <laughs> ticket. For, he allowed me to stay in a very comfortable room at his apartment in Mayapur Dam. Nice. And in the conch uh, building, right? In the conch building, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. I couldn't believe I had one room for myself when there were <laughs> thousands of devotees in yeah, the dam. In the festival time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Gaur Purnima. And actually, yeah, it was uh, yeah during the GBC meetings and then we spent Gaur Purnima in Ujjain. Oh, nice, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, also. <clears throat> nice. By the way, today I've just received news that you know, Jane, the government has requested the devotee to go to 51 district and do Harinam wow. for inspiration because there is a lot of variety of people mm. that have some difficulty in communicating different castes, different creeds. Mm. So the, the government understands that the devotees are unifying force. Wow. So they will sponsor this program to travel for months and do program every day in different districts of, of uh, Madhya yeah. Pradesh. So wow. this is great news. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. Okay, that. now tell us, you came to this place, Goloka Farm, you started with your, with the devotees and your father. Yeah. What is the objective of this Goloka Farm? Yeah, it's basically to live uh, uh, basing our lives on the Vedic understanding, on Prabhupada's books. We need to distribute books, of course, but we need to show the people how to live these books. And of course, we cannot always do that if we are not in the right environment. So the aim of this project is to really uh, give uh, an opportunity to the people of this area and also other areas uh, to to come and see how happy is the life of Krishna consciousness and how simple living and high thinking can be put into practice and 
Yeah. Are you planning to be self-sufficient in this farm? Yeah. Because how many acres land you have? 25 yeah. acres, uh, hectares, hectares actually, which is 75, acres. 75 acres of land. Yeah. So, and some plain I saw. Yeah, some flat land. Uh, yes, a mountain with yeah. a tree, fruit yeah. tree. Yeah, so our plan is uh, also to take more land in the future because in this area of Liguria, there is a lot of uh, vacant land, fortunately for us. So, yeah, we want to be self-sufficient. We have a lot of water here and we will have uh, soon cows coming in less than one month. So, um, yeah, cows, land and uh, preaching and uh, inviting people here and uh, doing uh, retreats, seminars and uh, yeah. So what's your, uh, where you like your plan, you will be able to be self-sufficient in how many years, for example? Yeah, actually we are here since just two months and we couldn't really make already some specific plan because uh, we are really in a... <laughs> Renovating everything. Yeah, in a situation where things. nothing is working properly, so <coughs> we are fixing everything and etc. But yeah, the aim is to really, like I think in... Uh, five years time and to arrive at a point where we are really self-sufficient self at least for all the will you take help also from these other we have other community for example we saw in rome we saw in uh near yeah, uh yeah. what is called we we did a program in uh with the Sankirtan devotees. Yeah, Fiku, uh, Sankirtan and Fikul uh, in Yeah, Umbria, they also, yeah. they do agriculture, yeah. they grow their own yeah, they grain, they have, a, they have a machine for making pasta, sure. they're making cheese and so yeah. many things. I think it's the uh, best way is to take all the uh, best uh, qualities of each community, all the assets that each community is able to give and then uh, share it in the Yatra so that we can all uh, together develop like uh, we also um, where the, our cows are at the moment in the mountain uh, we produce cheese and we also from time to time distribute it to the other temples of italy nice. so yeah everyone we have to do in this way because maybe no, it's not that one community can be produce everything yeah, yeah. so it's like sharing yeah. and and uh, you know Nice, yeah. it's a beautiful, nice program. Tell us a little bit about Food for Life, for example, which is a very successful program you're doing yeah. here all over Italy, I believe. Yeah, in uh, many ways. So many tell us now. a little bit about that, because then I know that you are receiving also funds from uh, GoFundMe or something like uh, that. What is well, it called? The Go no, actually, for Food for Life, we receive funds from uh, European Union okay. and from the municipalities of different cities where okay. we do it and from also uh, other public uh, um, organizations who give funds to non-profits. So when did you start this Food for Life in Italy? Yeah, in Torino in, or in, Italy, in Florence? Yeah, my father started it in Torino in 2015, okay. uh, 16 actually. Okay. And we started by cooperating with another organization who was already giving uh, help to poor people. And so we decided to cooperate and we had to cook and they had to gather all the poor people. We did some programs like that. They attracted hundreds of poor people and also the 
newspapers came and uh, different. There was media. a little publicity. A yeah, lot of publicity. yeah, and that helped a lot because then <coughs> municipality actually invited Song. us to do a regular program with them. Nice, nice. So after Torino, then we expanded and we started doing it in other cities like uh, Genova, south of Italy, Bari, then Verona, and now also Savona, which is another city which is close to our community. And basically, in uh, each city, we do it once a week, or in some cities, one, twice a month. And um, I <coughs> personally cook for the Genova and Savona Food for Life. So in, uh, on, on Thursday, we cook for around 100 people. In, uh, and we go to Genova, where we have um, a place where every day people are fed. And uh, we have a lot of volunteers who are helping, helping because uh, everyone likes to do something this good. Kind of, yeah, of good things. So. But tell me, what are these poor people? Because in Italy, I don't, we don't see so many poor people. I mean, we see people driving a nice car, <laughs> going to the beach, going shopping. Yeah. So we don't see, like in India, maybe you can see more poor yeah. people there. Yeah. Also, they're also becoming less, but. <laughs> yeah, I would say that most of them are actually not Italian, are okay. like from. Arabian countries or from Morocco, African countries, African country. and uh, so they're refugee. Yeah, refugees, basically. But also sometimes you see people who are dressed in a normal way, but you can understand that they come there because they don't have enough money, uh, money for to buy food. Uh, yeah, buy f buying food. So also uh, Italian. Yeah. Or elder people, or young people. Uh, mostly elders, uh, young people less, but sometimes, yeah, like uh, one month ago, I was there and uh, one young couple, two guys, they they seemed like drug addicted. Okay. They were very, very uh, grateful for us and they said they actually are vegan. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, and they, but they are poor, they cannot afford luxury. Actually, I found recently an interesting quote from Chaitanya Charitamrita. Please tell us. With, Share with in us. which Lord Chaitanya speaks about food for life. He start, he actually inaugurated food for life. Amazing. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't know that. Of course I knew that he distributed for he did a big feast for Aridas Tagore. There were many, many feasts everywhere. So but I, I don't remember particularly uh, instructing anybody in yeah. doing food for life. Yeah, he we find in Chaitanya Charitamrita three verses. Okay. Uh, starting from this. Following the orders of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Govinda, his personal servant, called for all the poor beggars who were unhappy due to their poverty and fed them sumptuously. Wow. Observing the beggars eating prasadam, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu chanted, Haribol! and instructed them to chant the holy name. Yeah. As soon as the beggars chanted the holy name, Haribol, they were immediately absorbed in ecstatic love of God. In this way, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu performed wonderful pastimes. Wow. That is food for life, Leela. <laughs> Which place was this, Puri? Um, I have to see. Uh, Most because probably I have, a, I have a screenshot of these three verses without <coughs> the reference, but... Uh, this is Antia Leela? I will. I'm just checking on database. <laughs> Amazing. So, but then, uh, okay, this program will go on of uh, prasad and distribution. Any other program you have in Gologa which you uh, actually are very keen to make sure is going to take place? 
Ingoloka, yeah, um, we are actually planning to do a Vedic temple here because now we are in a building which we bought recently. Yes. So the temple is in a um, temporary situation, but uh, yeah, next to this building, there is a big uh, old building that will have to be destroyed uh, destroyed and then and rebuilt rebuilt and we are planning to do a vedic temple here which can attract really a lot of people because we are in a touristic area so uh, in the future we really want like uh, other communities uh, manage to do for example in hungary or in other places that really tourists come to see a Hare Krishna community where they right. where we grow our own food when we uh, take care of the cows and we protect them and where we have a Vedic temple and where we do a lot of uh, interesting things for the society. Nice. Yeah. So uh, that's our goal, like to basically attract uh, people to Krishna consciousness. It's an indirect form of uh, preaching. Mm -hmm. Now, yesterday you organized a program through the yoga studio and I believe you are organizing many yoga studio programs. So tell us about this, because is this formula which I've seen in Bulgaria, in Bulgaria, I see in uh, New Zealand, I see in Australia, all over the world, the body are using this via mm -hmm. media yeah. of uh, introducing Krishna consciousness through the people who study yoga, because they're doing yoga for exercise for yeah. the body and the yeah. mind, yeah. but they don't really know what is the yeah. yoga means link yeah. connection the connection we do <laughs> so yeah. tell us a little yeah, bit about it's that it's a really a powerful way that we can use because uh, these people are already somewhat prepared to receive a higher message and by so, the way many of them are already vegetarian yeah exactly vegetarian. so they already one step so, ahead of everybody yeah, else yeah, yeah. we don't <laughs> have to to speak much of these things actually we can already go to speak something uh, beyond these uh, simple things and which is uh, yeah to present uh, in the proper way the the personality of the lord and uh, that thing they cannot understand they cannot figure yeah, out only through the body they can yeah understand. yeah so and that can be reached with the maha mantra because uh, we know that the first uh, realization of the Lord is uh, his name. So if we allow them to <laughs> absorb in the holy name, they will feel uh, really inspired. And uh, yeah, we actually started uh, doing these yoga programs in Savona uh, a couple years ago. And actually it's tr thanks to these yoga programs that we started get getting a a nice congregation in the city of Savona and that allowed us to find a place here in this area which is now Goloka Eco Farm and because we had we did so many programs in the in the last years uh, we could say yeah we we can buy this property because there are already many people who are interested in this uh, events and uh, yeah we basically uh, present Krishna consciousness in a very simple way, not focusing too much in uh, complicated uh, philosophical issues, <laughs> but uh, just uh, trying to 
inspire people to absorb in the transcendental vibration and uh, and see the effects on their own lives and then prasadam of course is uh, the final <laughs> ultimate <laughs> weapon and yeah in this way people become conquered and i think personally that like sometimes devotees prefer to do, to do these kind of programs in a dressed in a specific way or another i don't think it's uh, really it relevant really nowadays is a very yeah. big issue but i think that the people people see your smile people see your face don't yes. see much your dress no. if you are uh, happy then yeah uh, actually the people see that we as a devotee we have something which they don't have yeah so that uh, that uh, sparkling in their eyes the love yeah and simplicity and the deep spiritual realization you know which we can make experience to people because when we do bhajan mm-hmm. and when people take prasadam and when they see these people who are in harmony amongst themselves as mm-hmm. well yeah so then people feel like this is my family mm-hmm. i want to be with them yeah yes any particular point you want to say about this particular place is called Pontinvrea. What is it famous? We saw a big castle here outside. Is there any particular meaning to this? Or what is an historical place? I don't know. Uh, it's um, not a very old city. Uh, as, I, as I read, it's uh, just a, a f- 400 years old city. Okay. Uh, not city, actually. It's a, it's a small township. Small town, yeah. And... Uh, it's uh, almost uh, it's a very tranquil calm place where usually people uh, have their second house and come for holidays Holiday, mostly okay. yeah so uh, they come in the summertime they come in the summertime because it's cool here it's on yeah, top yeah 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 it's a um, wonderful climate weather and uh, it's not uh, very famous, Pontinvrea, but the the area connected to Pontinvrea is actually very famous. And uh, if you just go 20 kilometers down, there is Albisola and yes. uh, Savona Varazze, which are really famous places. Historical place. The Ligurian Sea is one of the most beautiful sea of Italy, and it's amazing. And uh, yeah, so... We are in a very nice position because uh, we are simultaneously close to this uh, touristic area where a lot of people gather now If in the summer time. If we go on the beach, it's always full of people. We can do yeah. a lot of things, Harinam distribution. But at the same time, we are here in a very, very peaceful place. And Beautiful. We don't have to mix. Avirantagur, tell us one slogan, a particular slogan, which is fixing your mind, which you remember every day. Yeah. Whether it's from Bhagavad Gita, Chaitanya Charitamrita, or or Bhagavan, something which is really uh, you are something which impresses you or which makes you realize something. <laughs> uh, I like uh, to actually recite one chapter of Bhagavad Gita daily, as uh, I heard from Vaisheshika Prabhu. I was very inspired nice. by him. I really hear often his lectures because he's really. An amazing personality. Yes. He's uh, so uh, enthusiastic. Yes. He is always amazing. So, yeah, I was inspired to actually recite every day one chapter of the Gita. Okay. So, I actually don't have a really one, only one verse that uh, I recite every day. I have uh, 
many, many verses that I recite. But one which is most uh, appealing to you, to uh-huh. your realization. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let me just uh, think of it for <laughs> 10 seconds because uh, yeah. it's like... Uh, uh, <laughs> it's like the ocean and you want to take a glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very difficult to find... Uh, Everything is so nice, nectarian from Bhagavad Gita. So, yeah, I think that definitely Bhagavad Gita is my most uh, favorite favorite book. Okay. And, um, yeah, I can uh, choose one verse from... <laughs> Difficult choice. Yes. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Well, uh, because now in my mind I'm going through all the chapters because, and no, anyone which comes to you very spontaneously, you can say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I guess uh, the fifth chapter of the Gita is uh, one of my favorite chapters because it really speaks in a practical way about how a uh, realized soul acts in this world. So okay. one uh, very nice shloka for me is uh, Brahmanya daya karmani sangam tyaktva karotiya lipyate na sapapena padma patram ivambasa that a realized soul is always detached from the fruits of his activities just like a lotus is in the water, but is always detached from the water. water. And I guess that's Krishna consciousness in a nutshell, that we have to be in this world and we have to act in this world, but at the same time we should uh, be not attached and live with our consciousness in another dimension. So in this way, only if we do that, then we can see whatever happens in this world with... uh, peace and with uh, detachment, yes. with without anxieties. Wonderful speaking to you, Abhirantagor. Is there any message you'd like to give to the people today listening to Radio Mayapur? Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to everyone, first of all, uh, and for tolerating me. <laughs> That's and wonderful. My message is uh, to take some responsibility for Srila Prabhupada's movement. Mm-hmm. I think he's really needed, especially for the youth, okay. but everyone, of course. Because uh, as we read in uh, Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, when Lord Chaitanya was feeling pain, seeing the Muslims uh, who were committing all kinds of uh, sinful activities and seeing how they had to suffer in their future. And uh, Lord Chaitanya was uh, in this mood. And Haridas Thakur told him, Chinta Nakoriya, don't worry. worry. So, And the Prabhupada says, this is the business of a disciple, of a servant. So to relieve his uh, master from the burden. So we can see that how... Uh, troublesome, how much burden there is in uh, taking uh, Krishna consciousness in this world so we can help Srila Prabhupada and our gurus and our seniors in this mission and take some burden on our shoulders and and uh, uh, be there just uh, 
saying, what can I do to serve this movement? We have a goal, which is Gram. So we had to spread the holy name in every town and village. And by doing that, I would add that one slogan from the Bhagavad Gita, Susukam Kartum Mavyavyam, is very jolly performed. Yeah. It's not like somebody's throwing you out of the airplane the first time with a parachute <laughs> and you feel scared. But yeah. uh, to perform devotional service in association with the audience, actually, it's very, very sweet. So if anybody engaged in devotional service in whatever form, whether it's washing the pot or cleaning the floor mm. or typing in a computer or speaking, yeah. everything is so divine yeah. and connected with Krishna. So thank you so much for giving your time, your valuable time. Thank you, uh, to Ranga Radio Prabhu. Mayapur, and I'm sure many people will appreciate. Hope Thank to see you. you in Mayapur again yeah, sometime with your father. <laughs> and uh, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Ananta Koti Vaishnavrinda ki jai. You're listening to Radio Mayapur with the best devotional, meditation, kirtan music, and inspirational podcast. This is Radio Mayapur.